You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. We are the storm from Melbourne Town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm, and we're number one. On eleven sixteen SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. It most certainly is, and why wouldn't you want to get involved? Because, as I mentioned, the boys absolutely sensational in Game 1. They take on the Canberra Raiders on Friday. This is Storm Radio, and across the hour, I've got a couple of double passes to see the Storm take on the Bulldogs in their next home game at Amy Park on Sunday, April the 7th. It's all thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Jason Riles, one of the assistant coaches, will join us a little bit later on in the hour. But... This is brand new here on the Sporting Capital, and we're going to get a chance to learn more about the personalities and the players behind the Melbourne Storm. And we're going to hang a bit of stuff on them from time to time as well, and we're going to learn more about them. It's going to be a bit of fun, and we're going to learn more about this wonderful team and this wonderful sporting franchise. So to kickstart us tonight, and I thought it was a wonderful opportunity to have Scott Trinkwater join us on episode number one. Scotty, thank you for your time, and good evening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, The boys were sensational. In game number one, weren't they? Yeah, they really are. Uh, they killed it. They were um, very clinical. How is your injury coming along? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about your career and, and life living in Melbourne. But uh, a torn pec, it's not It's not an injury that we hear a lot of. How did you do it in the first place? Um, the ball was on the ground and one of their players came and dived on it. And then I went to go tackle him and sort of fell over the top of him. But my And my... Um, Stayed under him, but my chest and my arm like separated from each other. So and I just felt a pop from yeah in between then. I just knew that wasn't right. Was it painful as well? Oh, I, I sort of went into shock because I've never had a serious injury. So I went into shock. I was like, oh, that's, that doesn't feel good. Sort of lied there for a bit. And then as I got up, I had no movement. I was like, yeah, it's not good. And then what happens after that? Obviously, the physio and the medical staff get involved. The diagnosis was not what you wanted to hear. I mean, the pretty much the last preseason game before round one. How did you cope with it? Oh, I was uh, I was pretty rattled. Um, you know, I was I think I was only playing sixty minutes that trial, and it happened in like the fifty eighth minute. So mm. I was it's pretty dirty on that. But um, you know, yeah, when they sort of told me that it's probably going to be a torn pec, I didn't believe them because <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in much pain. And then I did it on a Saturday, and I didn't get surgery till Thursday, and I was in no pain. So I was just thinking it's probably not that bad if I'm in no pain. Mm. But yeah, it turned out to be pretty bad. So now that you've had the surgery and you're starting to recover, what is the what is the early stages? What are you in now? Week two or week three of recovery? So yeah, what does that all look like in terms of trying to get it better again quick? Um, no, nah, not a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> not much Not much movement in there. I've still got the stitches in there, so I can't do too much. Yep. Um, I can get out of the sling and walk around a bit and you know try and move that arm a bit more, strengthen that shoulder and that tendon up again. But I can do a few little things the physios are giving me, but tracking pretty well compared to others, they say. So I'm pretty happy with that. A lot of love for you off the uh, off the text to start with. Best of luck with the recovery, Drinky. Great effort to result in such 
a horrible injury. You can join us, 1300 736 736 or 0433-981116. I mentioned for our best callers across the hour, we've got a few tickets to give away for the next game against the Bulldogs on the 7th of April at Amy Park. Um, so now once you actually do get the all clear to go again, have you sort of been, or well, have you got a time frame into when you might be able to play again? Um, well, I'm hoping 10 weeks. So that's about round nine. So I'm hoping to be back around nine. Um, you know, the way Jerome played the other night, mm. you know, I see myself playing back up in Queensland Cup. <laughs> but that's all right. It was thought, pretty good. Wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> it was, carved him up. Um, so yeah, I'll be back. I'll say I'll be back up, probably playing for the East Tigers up in Queensland Cup. Um, you know, I'm, but you know, I'm, that's doesn't bother me. I'm just keen to get back on the field. It's been a long, it was a long, grueling preseason, and uh, so I can't wait to play some more footy. So your first serious injury is it hard to deal with in a way? You've been pretty lucky up until now. Yeah, I've only done syndesmosis, and that was four weeks. So mm. other than that, I was probably didn't. I'm probably not a person who gets down too much. Like I'm pretty, I'm a pretty happy person. So I wasn't too too devastated. But I was more devastated that it. Didn't really put myself in the frame to be able to pick for round one, you know. That was probably the one that probably hurt the most. But you know, I've got a good people around me, living a few boys in there, keeping me up and about. So it's all right. How is life living in Melbourne? How are you enjoying it? Uh, I love it at times. <laughs> well, at times? Yeah, I just I can't deal with the traffic. I'm from, this, <laughs> I'm from a place that doesn't have much traffic, Central Coast. You know, yeah. There's not too many traffic, too much traffic. So you know, down here, it's, uh, I'm, I've, you could, I should be used to it by now. But, yeah, it's, I can't deal with it. Hey, don't, don't get me wrong as well, Scott. We hate it as yeah. well, mate. We can't <laughs> stand it. We live here. I've lived here my whole life, and every day I drive and think, bloody hell, this gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, other than that, the city's great. There's uh, you know, a lot of things to do around there, great food. So, you know, I can't complain in that way. Was it a bit of an adjustment for you? As you say, you come from the Central Coast region, which is quieter. We're going to talk about your love of surfing and what else you do. But was it a bit a bit to take in at first? Um. Yeah, it was. I luckily for me, I, I moved in with a host family, so I was sort of like at home still. So that was a good um, transition for me. Um, the city itself, probably yeah. I never really went to Sydney city, so it was a bit different. You know, seeing the big skyscrapers every day and <laughs> walking around, driving around there, and uh, some of the the traffic, the hook turns. They oh, carved yeah. me up a bit at the start. Have you mastered them? Yeah, I got them now. But now there's this new <laughs> new P turn or something on Hoddle Street or Hoddle Street. So that's yep. nothing. That's something new. Just out the front of your training yep. facility. I yep. saw it the other day when I was going to the basketball. I thought, oh, gee, this will be fun. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six to join me. Join us here on the Melbourne Storm. Our the Purple Army is building for two thousand and nineteen. Melbourne, you're our city and we are your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games for only 99 bucks. Call 1300 Storms now and be Melbourne proud in 2019. Um, we we marvel a bit at this Melbourne Storm franchise and, the, and this culture and this team. I kind of feel like in many ways there's this underlying culture that we don't know a lot about. What is it like calling yourself a, a professional footy player and going to work at the Melbourne Storm every day? Um. Yeah, it's just, just so professional. That's what I put it. Yeah, it's just so professional. Everyone there is, you know, working as hard as they can for the whole organisation. You know, the coaching staff—they're unbelievable. The hours they do away from the club is, you know, remarkable. I speak to some of the coaches. You know, they're up to after midnight cutting clips and cutting games. So, starts from there. You know, they uh, they really show us the pave us the way. There's us players, and when we come in the morning, you know, first thing we see is the coach. Uh, training his butt off in the gym, getting a sweat up. So, you know, sort of from the get-go every day, you're sort of in that uh, work-hard mentality and, yeah. 
So how how does Belly go in the gym? Does he does he lift the strong stuff? What's he what's he doing there? So all I see him do is on the treadmill and on the <laughs> on the spin bike. But he gets in the gym. So he's, he's actually all right for a sixty year old. Sixty year old or seventy. Do you nah. actually do you actually want to play in this team at any stage? <laughs> uh, Jack's from Sandringham and has joined us here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. Jack, good evening. Oh, good day, boys. Thanks for taking my call. Just uh, Scotty, just a quick one regarding your injury, mate. I can feel your pain. I've actually torn both my pecs before. Yeah. So not at the same time. Um, I did them separately, and the surgeon's never actually done two on the same person. So I want to be famous for something, but not that. <laughs> but, um, but mate, yeah, it's a bit of a it's, it's a slow burn. The injury you can't do a lot for a while, which is really frustrating. But just to give you confidence, and I'm sure you've got a lot more better medical advice than I got, was that, mate, they come back stronger and better than ever. I've never felt stronger in a chest before yeah. after having both the operations done. So. Yeah, I did get that news too, which is, uh, yeah, makes me pretty happy. won't do it again that side. <laughs> Jack, thank so, you. Yeah, no, good, mate. Yeah, no worries at all. I just thought, yeah, there's not many people who have torn a pec before been in that boat. But, um, yeah, the first six weeks you couldn't run or do anything mm. because if you do fall over, your natural reaction is to put your hands out. Yeah, so it's, it's very, very frustrating. So, but you'll get there, mate. You'll get there, no doubt. Thanks, champion. Jack, thanks for your call. We appreciate. it. I tell you what, we'll do as well. Stay on the uh, stay on the line, and we will get you sorted out. We've got a couple of tickets to give away to the next home game at Amy Park on Sunday, April the seventh. You're in charge of giving away the tickets in this hour, Tricky. So, are you happy to give away a couple there? Yeah, no worries. Be nice. Hey, he pumped you up. <laughs> I think yeah. anyone who calls in and pumps you up has a chance to get a ticket in this <laughs> hour as well. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Um, you're a surfer. Have you yep. always? I mean, you grew up around a a part of the world where surfing was very common? Have you always been a surfer? Yeah, definitely. Um, ever since I can remember, I was always down at the beach, either surfing or doing nippers, and I only lived a block away from the uh, the beach, so my bus stop was right at front of the surf, get off the bus, check the surf, run home, get in the wetty, run back down for a, sometimes it'd be a 45-minute surf, then off the footy training, so <laughs> always found time to surf, yeah. It, it, tell us, I mean, I, I don't surf, so you can tell me, but you can tell us about it too, is it? Is it the stress release and is it you just a chance to just completely get away, no phones, no nothing, and, and just relax a bit? Yeah, it's good. You just, yeah, you're out in the water, you know, it's uh, mind-numbing. You just definitely just switch off and just, you know, enjoy the, the water, the waves splashing on your face, getting up on surfboard, cruising across. Um, you know, I go down to a few mates as well, so t- having just a bit of banner out there, a bit of fun, friendly chat, it's good. Let's go to Paul in Camberwell. Uh, in fact, we'll wait there. We'll go to Paul in Camberwell very shortly on the Sporting Capital. You can join us here, one 736 736 and get four Melbourne Storm home games for only 99 bucks. Call one storms now and be a Melbourne proud member. Are you amongst a bunch of boys who like to all go surfing together at the Storm? Yeah, there's myself, uh, Harry Grant, Curtis Scott. And uh, Dale Finucane as well. So Dale, big Dale gets down there as well on the big mal. On That's big a mal. big boy on a board. I know, it is, it is. It's a big board too. <laughs> Where do you go? Um, we've been going to Janjuk quite a bit. Yeah, there's a nice little uh, wave out there. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 to join us. More to come here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. We've got tickets to give away before the end of the hour as well. We're going to have a chat to Jason Riles and our special guest in the studio this hour is Scott Drinkwater, one of the young guns of the Melbourne Storm. one 736 736 to join us. Or you can send us a text, 0433 98 11 16. There's more to come. We are the storm from Melbourne town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. 
1116 SEN. This is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. It certainly is, and the Purple Army is building for 2019. Melbourne, you're our city, and we're your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games for only 99 bucks, call 1300 Storms now and be Melbourne proud in 2019. Scott Drinkwater, the special guest in the studio this hour. Um, speaking of the Purple Army building, 16,000, Scotty, first up for the game last Thursday against the Broncos. That's that's one hell of a turnout. Yeah, good, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be, it'd have been unreal to play in front of 16,000. You stayed away though, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't want to um, you know, get get bumped or something on the shoulder and hurt it anymore, so I just stayed at home on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> they set the game up early. That was that was the thing I took away from it, that it was, you know, Broncos made a bit of a comeback in the second half, but they pretty much had it in the book by halftime. Yeah, they started very strongly. I think they completed about 18 from the first 19 sets, and that's that's what they try and build their game around, completion. So they did that, and you just saw them. They just grinded the Broncos down in that first half. The Broncos were gone. Those big forwards, they were fatigued and very mm. fastly. You're uh, you're obviously trying to get your, your hands on the number one, uh, and you were almost there until you got injured, unfortunately. Jerome Hughes played in that spot on Thursday night, and uh, I hate to say it from your point of view, but gee, you look good. Yeah, he killed it, didn't he? <laughs> he had like something like 25 runs, unheard yeah, of. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he killed it. Um, no, nah, I'm happy for him. You know, he's a good mate of mine, and you know, of course, both of us were battling it for that position. But um, you know, he, he got a jersey, he got a shot on the weekend, and took it with both hands, definitely. Are you most comfortable in the number one? Or are you sort of happy to to look at some other positions on the ground, or is that where you want to be at fullback? Oh yeah, I grew up playing in the halves, played yeah. fullback, but um, you know, those positions are. You know, relatively pretty similar, pretty uh, comfortable. I'm in those positions, so yeah. Fullback, I do like fullback though. It's something new when I come down here, so um, you know, I'm having fun playing there, both sides. A lot more attack involvement, so yeah, it's it's good fun. When you say that it's new, like how much work goes in? Obviously, you have to sort of just step back a little bit at the moment, but is there a lot of work that goes into learning? that position because I'd imagine there's a lot of difference from the way that you might play it as a junior rep as opposed to what it looks like in the big stuff. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, setting the defensive line, setting people the, uh, the correct way where the majority of the opposition numbers are. Um, you've got to be a lot more fitter. You're running for a lot a lot more kilometres side to side, not making as much tackles and pretty much no tackles, which is, <laughs> which is, which is all right when you're a little fella, isn't it? <laughs> That's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not yeah. a bad thing. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot more technical, yeah. Um, in the preseason, I read a couple of articles about you. This is well before we knew all this was happening and, and a lot of talk about your potential in the game and all that sort of stuff. There was a few where you were mentioned in the same sentence as the immortal and the great mm. Billy Slater. How does that sit with you to be mentioned as, as potentially taking Billy's role? Because Billy, as you can imagine, and as you know, Billy's an icon in Melbourne now. Yeah, it was um, it's pretty cool. You know, I grew up, one of my favourite players, Billy. Um, so I grew up, you know, admiring the way he played and, uh, you know, loving the way he played the game. You know, he's freaked did some freaky stuff and it was pretty cool. So, yeah, to, to read a few things about that from the media saying that, you know, it's you know, it's definitely heartwarming, but you know, I'm nowhere near Billy Slater. <laughs> I'm nowhere near, near, never will be. Have you had much to do with him? Yeah, heaps. Um, I'd almost say he's more passionate now about this club than what he was playing. He, um, yeah, he's unbelievable. He's emailing me, texting me, sending me clips of, uh, you know, training and, what I can do better is coming in the training, stay at last out in the training paddock with you. So he's unbelievable. Well, as an athlete, put put him aside as a, as a player, but as an athlete, what have you learned from him? I mean, we saw him on that TV show a few years ago. We went, went up against all the other athletes from other codes and 
blew them off the map. What, what have you learned from him in terms of professionalism and life as a as a professional sports person? Um, exactly that. Just how professional he is and the way he goes about his uh, his business. Um, you know, when I first come to the club, it was when he had those two uh, shoulder injuries, and you know, it, I don't know how I'm going through ten weeks and. I'm pretty rattled about it. <laughs> Two years and, you know, yeah. to stay so strong and get it back, fully uh, fully strengthened and wanting to do that, having the passion to do that, uh, he's, he's incredible. As you said, you know, blew those contestants off the park a few years ago. He, he's just gifted everything, I reckon. He's just a natural freak. Mm. You know, he's got the speed, footwork. Yeah, he's just um, yeah, he's just a gifted athlete. It's hard to believe that that's a bloke who used to ride horses. Yeah, isn't it? I, yeah. I what, what was he doing on the back of a horse? Yeah, he um, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on there. He's <laughs> yeah. like grew up obviously around horses, so he loves them definitely. It's his passion. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to join us here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. All part of the Sporting Capital. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. So you can send us a text. Oh four double three. 98-11-16. we still got a couple of double passes to give away for the Melbourne Storm versus the Bulldogs at Amy Park on Sunday, April the 7th. We've got to give them away this hour. Drinky wants to give them away to a couple of our best callers. So pick up the phone and give us a buzz. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. And if you do, I reckon we can get you sorted out with a couple of tickets to see the Melbourne Storm when they play the Bulldogs on Sunday, April the 7th. I want to take you back in time, which for you is not that hard. You're not that old. So you don't have to go back that far. But go back to last year, round 25, you make your senior NRL debut. Take us to the very start of the week. When when did you find out, when did you get the, the tap on the shoulder from Bally that you'd be in? Um, well, I'll go back to the start. I was up in, uh, it was Wednesday night and I was in Queensland at the uh, QR Queensland Rugby League Award night. That's like the uh, reserve grade awards yep. nights. And I was up there, you know, just with a few boys in a hotel and we went down to the uh, awards night and it was about 8.30 and I got a call from Frank Panisi, the football manager, and um, I was in the uh, awards night, so I didn't answer it and then I went outside and answered it and he just, he told me, um, you know, Bill's not going to play, you're going to be 18th man, yep. you're going to fly back tomorrow morning, yep. on the Thursday morning and I was like, oh, alright, like I knew I was going to have to fly back up on like a Friday as well, so it was going to be a lot of fun, I was like, alright, I'll come down um, and as I got... So it was about 4.45 a.m. wake up Thursday, Oof. flew down to uh, yeah, Melbourne, got to Amy Park for captain's run. And as I walked in the door, um, I seen uh, Adam O'Brien, he was assistant coach last year. Um, yep. he, was, he said I was pretty rattled, like tired, and he goes, you better get yourself ready. You're, you're looking like you're going to play. Wow. And I, I didn't know. I was like, Why, what's happening? And then he didn't really tell me. And I walked down the room and I seen uh, Brody Croft's knee was massive like a basketball <laughs> yeah. in it and I was like what's going on here and he goes yeah I just did a lawn bowling and then uh, Craig come and spoke to me and said um, you know you're a chance of playing we're going to give Brodie up until about 12 o'clock game day to see how his fitness is I said oh yeah no worries so I did captain's run went home and um, it was it was weird because my parents just arrived back from uh, Europe that day on the Thursday yep so I didn't, like I said, you might as well book a flight because I don't think Crofty's knee is going to be too good. It's massive. <laughs> I lived with him at the time as well and I was wa- watching him walk around thinking, seeing if he was hobbling and that. Kicked him in about five oh. times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up uh, Friday, it was, yeah, Friday morning and um, I, I messaged Crofty saying, because he went to see the physio, I said, how'd you go? And he didn't give me a reply. I was thinking, oh, damn, I bet you he's playing. He's going to break the news to me. <laughs> And then I saw him about 12 o'clock after he did his fitness test. And um, actually, no, I didn't see him. Craig called me. And yeah, he told me the news. And I, I was stoked. I was so happy. Um, and I was, when he gave me that news, I was, I was so loud on the phone to him, like thanking him. It was, 
yeah, something that you know really, really wanted to achieve, and to hear hear that I'm going to be playing, I um, yeah, I was stoked. And then did you pick up the phone and ring the parents? Yeah, called uh, mum and dad straight away. They were actually already in the car on the way to the airport. They weren't risking it, so their flight was at like two fifteen or something from Newcastle. So yeah, told them, and now yeah, they were sh- mum was uh, mum was pretty shocked. Just be like, oh, my God, okay, we're, we're rushing to the airport now. So yeah. What would you, what would they have done if you had have debuted, say two weeks earlier, and they were still in Europe? Oh, I don't know. They were over there watching my brother play in the um, yeah. Challenge Cup Grand yep. Final. So I don't know. They would have to go into a final pub somewhere. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna play rugby league in the chalet over there. So you get the call up. You, you're told that you're playing, and you've got lawn bowls to thank in, in a lot of ways yeah. for Crofty getting injured last year and you getting a game. It can be a tough sport sometimes. Lawn yeah. bowls. I've always said that. Very physical. Um, what next? I mean, you. I imagine the nerves from that was Thursday that you get that you get told and you get that phone call. Did you sleep at all? Did you? How were you in the lead up uh, to that game? Yeah, I'm not. I can't. Not much of a sleeper during the day. I see. Uh, I can't do it. I see, it's wasted too much time. So that's fair. Yeah. So I so I played PlayStation, which probably <laughs> I don't really like you doing on game day because sort of like uh, hurt uh, affects your um, decision making. So but I did that. Killed about eight hours, five hours, six hours, and then. On the way to the game, and I wasn't too too nervous. I was pretty. I just wanted to get the oval, just get in the sheds and you know see all the people, boys and see my jersey. And um, probably I was probably most nervous in the warm up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was when I was most nervous in the warm up. I um, I was just thinking to myself like, wow, like I'm really gonna play out Maori. This is something that I've always wanted to achieve, and you know, I'm gonna get to do it. And but when I ran out and here in Thunderstruck. Um, no, I've sat in the fans for three years in the stands, hearing that every time at Amy Park and watching the boys run out and gives you goosebumps. And when I got to run out to that, looking around, I just remember looking at the crowd, the, had the biggest grin on my face. I was like, yeah, like, this is this is exactly where I want to be every yep. every weekend. You know, I love it. I was loving it. And um, unfortunately, we didn't get the win, mm. um, which you know, we could have got the minor premiership. We've won that, so that was a that was a downfall in the game. But other than that, uh, yeah. Ticked off a, uh, a a childhood dream. Do you remember much of the game? Mm, a little bit, a little bit. I remember me trying to disallow. I was pretty what, filthy. Yeah, I <laughs> thought that might come up. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty filthy, and I got uh, d- d- denied. But um, no luck. I got I got another chance later on. What was that like? To I mean, you, you went through the emotions of crossing, and then finding out that it was disallowed, and then getting another chance a bit later on in the game. Yeah, or well, I didn't have much time to think about that because we were sort of. I think they put us behind by four. With maybe two minutes to go, and I remember like standing up with the ball, and I was going to throw it, and I was seeing um, Smitty looked at me and said, "Give me the ball." He's going to go kick, so I was like, "Oh yeah, crap, we're down still." <laughs> so I gave him the ball and just ran back. But looking back on it now, is um something pretty special to be able to do. You've been preparing for it obviously your whole life, and this has been your dream that you spoke about. What was there one thing that surprised you most? Was it the the pace of the game or the physicality, or was there something out there that you thought, "Okay, this is this is not actually what I thought it was going to be." Um. Oh, I knew it was always going to be physical. Um, you know, there are a lot of big boys out there. It's their job, so they're going to be a lot more physical. You're running back, kick the term in front of 10 blokes who are looking to smash you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that probably what what maybe um, what I was a bit surprised about was probably just how calm I was um, running out and that. So, yeah, some of the boys, you know, giving me a good, few good tips, a few good leaders like Jesse Bromwich, yep. Dale, Smitty, um, you know, just – I was, yeah, I was pretty surprised about just how calm everything was in the sheds. Does that make it easier, knowing how many experienced leaders are around the club? I mean, it's not like you're a team of, of youngsters. You've got guys who have been there, done it before, won, 
multiple premierships and, and know what it takes. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, their leadership group's awesome. You know, you've got a Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, Dale Finucane, Chambers and uh, Cameron Smith there. As you said, they've all they've all won premierships, played for their country. Um, so, yeah, that's, they're pretty good. They, are, they know what they're doing and they know how to lead the pave the way for us young fellas coming through. Do you think Cameron Smith could play till he's 80? Oh, I mean, he's almost there. Do you think he? Do you think he could play till he's eighty? If he wanted to, freak, isn't he? <laughs> How does he do it? I don't know. He just, he just. Uh, I don't actually know. Yeah, I don't know. He's yeah, he's getting on and plays in the middle, toughest position. Littlest fella in the middle, and he just keeps tackling these big fellas down. I don't know. He does it. He's a remarkable man. You're very lucky to be playing alongside him and yeah. learning from him. That is for sure. Very cool training with him. Yeah. We're going to take a break here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. Up next, Scotty, you've become such a natural at this in the first half an hour that. We're going to put you under the pump. You're going to help interview Jason Riles, one of your assistant coaches on the other side of the break, a former Australian player, New South Wales rep as well. So no pressure, but you're interviewing a pretty big name to start with. More of your calls, more of your texts as well. We've got a few of your texts that we'll work through before the end of the hour. 1300 736 736 or 0433 98 11 16 on the Storm Hour. Eleven sixteen SEN. This is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. We've kicked it off with a bang here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. Scott Drinkwater, our special guest in studio. Don't forget, of course, the Purple Army is building for 2019. Melbourne, you're our city, and we're your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games for only ninety nine bucks. Call one three hundred Storms now and be a Melbourne proud member in 2019. How, how do you reckon you're going so far, Scotty, in your Melbourne Storm Hour debut? Are you pretty happy with how you performed so far? Yeah, I was a bit nervous at the start. Um, <laughs> settled in uh, quite comfortably, though, yeah. You have. And yep. do you think you're ready to interview or be involved in the interview process with our next guest? Oh, let's see how we go, eh? Let's give it a try. Let's see how we, it might decide whether you're back in the team sooner yeah. rather than later, perhaps, depending on how you go. Yeah. Our next guest is, of course, Jason Riles, the right-hand man to Greg Bellamy, who joins us here on the uh, the Melbourne Storm Hour. Jace, good evening. Good evening, guys. Don't know if you've heard any of how you, your man's going so far, but he's he's tracking okay in the studio tonight. No, if he's anything like he's at training, he'd be nice and chirpy, and um, he'd be cracking a funny or two, I would imagine, so... Um, he's quite cheeky, a little drinky, so he's um, yeah, he's good to have around at training. So I can imagine he'd be the same on the radio. He's been uh, he's been talking to us a bit about his career so far and what he wants to achieve, all that sort of stuff. Is there something about him that we? I mean, he's obviously not going to tell us, but is there something about him that we maybe should know? Uh, probably not for radio, but um, <laughs> you know, he, he's he's a he's a really good guy to have around training, and um, you know, we really enjoy um, you know his banter, and uh, also he's a, an extremely good footy player, and. Uh, you know, a big part of the Melbourne Storm going forward. Hey, take us back to last week, uh, the season opener against the Broncos. We were talking about it earlier on as well. Uh, did a lot right, particularly early on. I mean, how, how you start the game was always going to be interesting with a, a couple of different new combinations, but uh, in many ways kind of put the game to bed pretty early. Yeah, no, it was a really, um, I think it was a really disciplined performance. I think we identified that, uh, you know, that was going to be really important for us to, uh, you know, to kick well, to chase well, um, you know, to make our tackles obviously defensively with, uh, you know, that's our main mindset most weeks. And then a uh, big focus for us was, uh, especially on the back of last year and the trials as well, was holding the ball, um, you know, mm. building pressure, you know, with our ball control. And uh, I think we completed, you know, 
just shy of, of 90%. So if we can get anywhere near that each uh, you know, each week, then we're going to give ourselves a really good chance of being in you know, almost every game. So that's a big focus for us going forward again this week. That was discussed a lot last year, wasn't it? It was at times the, the way you handled the ball was a bit of an Achilles heel. Yeah, it was a dog's breakfast some weeks. So, uh, it was just—I think it was just the fact that the boys were so fit, so resilient, and uh, just able to hang in games just through their defence and just sheer will. So, um, it was credit to the boys, you know, toughness and grit. But uh, we don't really want to be winning games or hanging in games uh, like that. We know they're a lot better than that with the footy, and um, you know, it's been a big focus throughout the pre-season. And um, again. Uh, you know, like we don't go out and say we want to complete this or complete that, but we just, you know, have a mindset of it's, uh, you know, your your job to uh, make sure that you hold the ball when you got it. Hey, Rosie, drink here. Hey, drinks. How you going? <laughs> Good yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, I just got someone here for you. I've only been away from the club for about two weeks, and um, uh, you sound like you're already forgetting, but get, forgetting me name. I got a little audio video for you to have a listen. <laughs> Seeing how he goes, and especially with the injury of Josh Drinkwater, it's uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah, Josh Drinkwater, right? It's your brother. Josh! <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I didn't even know. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's good, got oh, it sent to me. I knew, I knew it was a drink water, mate, but I just. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone sent it to me. It's pretty dirty on you. <laughs> uh, we, we haven't forgot you, mate, that's for sure. He's, uh, he's been hanging on to that one too, Jace. He said, oh, when he comes on later, I've got something for him. He's, he's bought a grab. Like in radio terms, that's actually preparation. That's that's pretty good I'm, to see. I'm surprised he hasn't sent it to me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on the team WhatsApp. So, yeah. uh, that's fun. No, that's good, Drake. Sorry about that. Oh, no, good, mate. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a big smile on his face here in the studio. It looks like Luna Park oh, at the moment. He's, he's, he's pretty happy with that one. Um, Jace, to, back, back to last week. Um Briefly, I guess you could say, we, we mentioned some new combinations and unfortunately Drinky's sitting here with us but and it could have been him, but Jerome Hughes got the opportunity and and took it first up. Yeah, he did. He um, you know, showed us you know, he, he's been in and out of the first grade team for, you know, the best part of eighteen months and uh, got the opportunity last week and he did a great job. So it's uh, you know, the challenge for the Hughes in hours to, to back that up and consistently do it week in and week out. So uh, looking forward to see how he goes this week. What are you expecting this week? I mean, Canberra's performance first up was was pretty good. They just didn't seem like they made a lot of mistakes against the Titans. No, nah, they didn't. And, the, you know, the conditions up there were, were pretty awful too. So there's a fair bit of rain and um, obviously the humidity as well adds to, um, you know, the, the ball being a lot more slippery than it normally is. So, um, but, you know, they were very disciplined. They kicked really well. They're, they're a lot more aggressive and I think... Uh, than they have been probably last year. And then also they look a lot fitter. Uh, so they hung in the game and for long periods and, you know, were able to grind uh, the, the Titans out there for for a couple of periods in that game. So, yeah, it's obviously, um, you know, the, this week Josh Hodgson's a real big focus mm. for their team. He's a great player and he's, uh, you know, adds a lot to, to what they do. And obviously they've got some really dangerous ball runners. As Jordan Rapana has been named in there this week as well. So uh, be a big challenge for our defence, that's for sure. Tough place to play, GIO Stadium as a rule. Yeah, it is. It is. It's probably you know it's a tough place to play any time of year, but probably if you're going to ever go down there, it'd be the nice, you know, warmer part of the season. Um, going down there in the middle of winter is awful. So, um, but it's it's never a nice, never an easy place to play. Uh, Canberra in Canberra. So uh, you know, obviously, uh, going to be a, a tough team to play in, in themselves, and let alone playing at home for the first year, first time this year. 
Hey, Jace, uh, just wondering, you got any, uh, any stories from uh, you know, back in the day, maybe 2013, uh, World Club Challenge over in England? You got any stories you can tell us, eh? <laughs> Yeah, the World Club Challenge in 2013, that was a great trip. I've <laughs> been on uh, for footy, so it was, uh, started out very serious for the first 10 days, and then uh, we let our hair down the next two days. So, mm. um, yeah, even went into a Manchester United game, so it was uh, it was a very, very good experience, Strength, But uh, we'll talk about the rest of that when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little bit nervous asking that one. He got loaded up with that one. He got a little bit nervous. <laughs> Jace, thanks for joining us. Um, really appreciate it. Well done on game one. Obviously, coming up this weekend is a new challenge against Canberra, but we wish you all the best of luck, and thanks for the chat tonight. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Drinky. See you soon. See you, mate. Jason Riles, Melbourne Storm senior assistant coach, joining us tonight here on the, the Melbourne Storm Hour. You can you can kind of just sense it there too that um, it just feels like there's a good feeling amongst uh, the coaches and the players and all that sort of stuff. That you mentioned that when it comes time to work, it's time to get down there and get busy. But you you can have a bit of a joke and take a bit of piss at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, maybe one of our strengths is that we are uh, we know when to when to switch switch the flick uh, the switch on and off. Um, you know we can. And the training paddock, you know, we're definitely very serious out there. Um, you know, nothing goes missed and that. So, but yeah, off the field, uh, you know, it's a good, great bunch of fellas. What is a what does a review like a video review and a, and a team meeting look like? Every sport's different. I always I'm fascinated to sort of know how different sports handle it and different teams approach it. When you're all there in the theatre together, how does it normally play out? Um, it starts off. It's sort of broken up into you got your ruck, which is all your big forwards, and then you got your two edges. So your left and right edge, so yeah, back row, center, wing, half, and um, they go through their own clips um, with a different coach, and then uh, yeah, they bring it all together into one big team review, and um, you know, you sort of see what you can work on um, from the game that you just played, and then the next day you'll do uh, the upcoming game the opposition. So there's a lot of work goes into it, a lot mm. of video to what to be watched, um, but you know it's. Something you need to do to you know get the upper hand against your opposition. Are you the sort of person? Are you a big watcher of footy as a rule? Like, will you sit down and watch six or seven of the the rounds or the games in the round each weekend, or you kind of prefer to get your fix when you go and do the video reviews? No, I love it. I'll, I'll sit down all, all weekend and watch all eight games if I can. I get dragged out of the house by the missus sometimes, so <laughs> she's not too much of a fan of it. But if when I can, I'll um yeah I'll watch footy. I won't ever stop watching. I don't reckon. Now, is this a uh, a local girlfriend that you found from here in Melbourne, or is this someone that's travelled with you on the journey? Uh, yeah, no, nah, she's from back home. I um, she we'll we're dating before, before I moved down, so it's been a pretty long relationship. Um, she didn't come down straight away. She just recently moved, so it was a long three years without her down here. But <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, bet. yeah, so yeah, she finally made the move, and um, you know, it's probably definitely made me feel a lot happier down here. Definitely. How's she enjoying Melbourne? A lot of places to shop. Yeah, a lot of places to shop, but she um, doesn't have a job at the moment, so, <laughs> so she's not doing much shopping. I'm not giving that much. What, you're not giving her? Oh, oh, come got, on, drinking. I didn't give her money to go shop. I'm like, <laughs> for us to go do stuff, but I'm not going to go, you go buy yourself some clothes. You know, women are like. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've got to be very careful because if you start a pattern, yeah. a pattern begins after that one. Hey, we're going to come back and finish up on the other side of the break. It's a chance for you to give us a buzz and give Drinky a call, one 736 736 See if you can dumbfound Drinky. Ask him a question about the club or someone from within the club or the club's history. See if you can stump our man. And if you do, he's got a couple of double passes to give away to the next Storm home game versus the Bulldogs on April the 9th. That's coming up next as we finish off the Melbourne Storm Hour.
1116 SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. There's only one rugby league team in town. You can support the club that supports our city. You get four Melbourne Storm home games for only 99 bucks. Call 1300 Storms now and be a proud Melbourne Storm member for 2019. Be Melbourne proud. Like Scott Drinkwater is, who's in here tonight, it was part of the show. You're pretty much Melbourne proud now, aren't you? Do you, do you sort of call yourself a like a half Melbourneian now? Oh, I actually don't. Nah, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't talk about our city like it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, territorial back to where I'm, where I'm from, some of the coast. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely got a large place in my heart. Is it a nice place to grow up and live on the central coast? It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably a kid's dream. You know, you got your surf, skate parks, you know, it's got everything there. I'm actually going back there on Thursday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, getting a few days off. Well, actually, I actually haven't trained, but yeah, I'm going back on the, this weekend um, see some of my mates now before I rip into training again. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to join us here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. If you want to talk to Scott Drinkwater, you might be able to dumbfound Drinky. We just thought of that in the break, as you can tell. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a couple more tickets to give away to the Storm's next home game versus the Bulldogs on April 9th. Also, got a couple of questions that have been coming through for you uh, over the hour. Paul's asking, who's the biggest joker at the club uh, now that Young is off doing other things? Who's the biggest joker at the club? Biggest joke. Uh, there's probably a few of them. Is uh, Alby Vede is uh, he's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty. Uh, he's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, him, uh, Paddy Kafusi, Felice Kafusi. Uh, they go. They're pretty humorous. So, um, yeah, probably them three. Um, yeah, quite funny. Them guys. Speaking of Felice Kafusi, I wanted to play something, and then I just wanted you to try and explain what's going on here, please. A tough blow for one of your teammates. Eyes and half of his fractured larynx. I guess um, you know he was a shame given it was his first game in Storm colours. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know it's always pretty sad, um, especially debut for our for our club. Um, you know after the game we didn't really think too much of it. I was actually in the ice bars with him and having a good laugh and comparing him to Lockyer's voice and uh, you know it made me feel bad afterwards. Um, you know what um, what has happened and you know I really feel feel for him and as our club does and. You know, hopefully he can make a full full recovery and be back with us soon. Felice Cafusi talking uh, during the week. It's a pretty serious injury that Tom's copped to his larynx, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. We got an email the next day saying that he's this has happened, and it was it was like, wow, like how yeah. has this happened? Like, you know, yeah. Like Brendan, other Brendan, he was saying, yeah, I was like talking to Tommy, like he was fine, and so I was pretty shocked to get that email. Like this has happened to him, but. Yeah, hopefully he's all right. And the boys said he sounded like Darren yeah. Lockyer. <laughs> I don't reckon he'll change either. Yeah. I, I don't know. That that normally make your voice stay like the same, like old croaky. Yeah. Well, Lockie stuck with it for quite a few years, didn't yeah. he? It worked pretty well for him. Kevin Proctor's got one too. Yeah. Is, yeah, so. <laughs> a couple of other texts that Dean from New South Wales is asking you, Drinky, who was your hero growing up? Who was the player that you most idolised as a youngster? From a, as a young kid, I was a Penrith fan, so uh, Reese Wesser and Michael Jennings, I like oh, yeah. the speedsters. Um, sort of as I grow older, like not older, but maybe like I started a teenager, Sean Johnson coming to the league, and yeah. um, I grew up playing touch and Oztag and love watching his highlights, so yeah, probably him as well, but he can't go past Billy. Uh, before we finish up, a couple of quick calls here on the Melbourne Storm Hour. We start with uh, John in Brisbane. G'day, John. How are you, mate? Good, man. What have um, you got for us? 
What year did Cameron start? Uh, Cameron Smith captain the Storm. What was his first year? Oh, see, this is someone's trying to to uh, dumbfound Drinky here, Scotty. Uh, so Craig started O two. I'm going to say O six. Two thousand and six. Uh, John. It. He got it. Oh. <laughs> never in doubt. You, you had this sort of worry look on your face. Never in doubt. Yeah, I remember just they made the grand final that year. Oh, no, they didn't. They lost yeah, they the, to Broncos in the uh, prelim. That's right. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Never in doubt. You, nah. you were saying before, oh, I don't know if I want to get someone to test me on the club's history. <laughs> never, ever look like it. Never, ever look like it. Uh, one quick one off the text as well. Uh, Drinky, what's with the Sandor scooter? Uh, I don't know. He's you know he, uh, after um, a few years ago he was living in Thailand, yeah. So I'd, I'd say he was riding one over there, and um, I'd say it's pretty helpful. And uh, he lives around the corner, so getting a train would be pretty easy for all the traffic. So it's actually not a bad idea. If I lived in the city, I'd probably get one myself. He's smart, isn't he? Yeah. He just whips around traffic yep. and uh, and gets from one spot to the other. Yeah, you see him riding around. He's got a big white helmet, long he- hair at the back. <laughs> I think it's a girl from behind sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good story, though, isn't he? He's, he's fantastic, unremarkable. He's a top bloke, and um, you know, as soon as I did my injury, you know, you know he's straight to me. You know, message, great mate. Hey, John from Brisbane, uh, just hang on the line there as well. Sam's going to grab your details, and we'll get you sorted out for trying to uh, dumbfound drinking. We've got a double pass to see the Melbourne Storm take on the Bulldogs at Amy Park on Sunday, April the seventh. You might be able to come down for it. Hey, Drinky, thanks for coming in tonight. Our first guest here on the Melbourne Storm Hour, uh, and you were just a slight, a slight. Nervous uh, energy coming in, but you're absolutely brainer, mate. So well done. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, it was good fun. Enjoy the Central Coast, and we'll uh, next time we, we talk to you, we want to see you back out there, okay? Yeah, thank you. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.